during this fourth week of Lent, there's a shift and a focus that happens every year. And what the shift is, is you'll see it in the readings and the gospel and the focus, is the first three weeks of Lent, the focus is really on ourselves. We ask ourselves, you know, what, what have I done for the Lord? As St. Ignatius said that we should pray before the cross, we should ask three things. What have I done for the Lord? What am I doing for the Lord? And what will I do for the Lord? And that's what we're focusing on. What have I done for the Lord? What have I done? We focus on our past. What am I doing for God? We focus on our present. We focus on prayer, sacrifice, almsgiving, conversion, repentance. What am I doing right now? What will I do for the Lord? What are goals that we set? Where would I like to be at the end of this Lent? Or say at the end of this year, what virtues would I like to develop? What vices would I like to eradicate in my life? So the focus is really on ourselves, on our own development. And we could either have success, a lot of success, or we could have a lot of failure at the same time. Or we could have a little bit of both, some success, some failure. None of us are 100% perfect, I think, in our, in our Lenten penance, our Lenten prayer, that we all can find something within us where we fall short of the glory of God. And that can be very discouraging for some people, where even little things that they fall short and they become very discouraged because they're trying, they're giving their best effort, and they're, they're just not, you know, not able to do it, not able to break it, whatever area in their life it may be. And so that whole focus on the first three weeks of Lent is on ourselves. And that's a good focus, and that's a focus that we still have to keep throughout Lent. Now, just because maybe we don't succeed in our Lenten observance, does that mean we don't keep trying? No, we keep trying. Why do we keep trying? Even if we were going to fail, why do we keep trying? We keep trying in order to realize how much we need a Savior, how much we need God's grace, how much we need God in our life. And so that's the first three weeks of Lent. Now, the Gospels, the readings, it shifts for us. So how does it shift? It shifts from our focus is on ourselves to now our focus is on Jesus, our Savior. Our focus is on God. So as St. Ignatius has us go before the cross and ask those three questions, what, am, what have I done for the Lord? What am I doing for the Lord? What will I do for the Lord? Now the focus is different. The focus is what has the Lord done for me? What is the Lord doing for me? And what will the Lord do for me? 
It's a different focus. Now we're focusing on God, on what God is doing, not on what I'm doing, not on my prayer, my penance, my sacrifice, whether I'm successful or not successful. Now the focus is on God. Now the focus is on Jesus, our Savior. Now the focus is on salvation as the first reading, that God says, I will create a new heavens and a new earth. It's God who recreates us. We try to recreate us, and we don't do a very good job at it. We fall all the time. And so God says, I'm going to come and I will recreate you. I will give you a new heart. I will give you a new spirit, as he says in Ezekiel. I will transform you. I would do it myself. And so our focus now is on what is God doing in my life? And that's probably even more exciting than what I'm doing. <laughs> because what I'm doing, I always fall short. It's never perfect. But what God is doing is perfect, is glorious, is something magnificent, is something wonderful to behold. And that's why we focus on the life of Jesus. Because I'm focusing on the life of Jesus and leading up to his passion, death, and resurrection. You find out what God has done, but not just what God has done, but what God has done for us. And what God continues to do for us through his passion, death, and resurrection, which leads us to Mercy Sunday. Because that's ultimately what God does for us, is give us mercy. So, in the gospel today, the focus is on Jesus. It's not on Jesus' teachings. The focus in the first three weeks were on Jesus' teachings, Jesus teaching us. Now the focus is on Jesus himself. That's why we focus to the gospel of John. And it's going to focus on the signs of Jesus, but ultimately, not just the signs of Jesus, meaning the signs of his miracles of his healings, but the ultimate sign who is Jesus himself. Jesus is the ultimate sign. And you're going to see that these signs, these miracles, these healings, and Jesus himself as the ultimate sign leads to opposition, leads to contradiction, leads him to get in trouble with the authorities, and eventually will lead to his betrayal and his death. And so this is kind of like, it's kind of like a summary of the book that's to come. If you attend mass every day, if this is what is to come, this is our preview. And so in the gospel today, where's Jesus? Jesus is in Galilee. He's in Cana where he worked the first sign. It's not just a miracle, but it's a sign. John calls them signs. And then Jesus, he goes to, there's a royal official comes out to him, and his son is ill in Capernaum. And so he asked Jesus to heal his son, who was near death. And Jesus says, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Ultimately, he is the sign. And then the rural official begs Jesus to come down before his child dies. And Jesus just says, you may go, your son will live. The amazing thing is, Jesus did not go to his son. All he said is, you may go, your son will live. And the man believed 
the word of Jesus. Jesus says a word, and the man believed. Jesus did not even have to come down to him. The man believed the word of Jesus. Imagine having that much faith. She said, your son will live. Go back. And he believes. And as he comes back, his servants tell him that his boy has recovered. And he asks him what, what time. And the they told him that the fever had left about one in the afternoon, and he recognized that that was the time that Jesus said, your son will live. How did he recognize the time? I don't know how, because they didn't have, have watches back then. I don't know how they recognized the time. And then he and his whole household came to believe. And it says that this was the second sign that Jesus did when he came to Galilee from Judea. This is a sign where someone is near death. And Jesus comes into their life just by his word and is able to restore this young boy back to life. This is what Jesus does in our life. When we feel that we're dead, when we feel that we're dead in our sins, when we're discouraged, when we're discouraged by our efforts during Lent, when we feel like the world is just all going to war, what is there to hope for? And we, we can look at the world, we can look at all the chaos, we can look at the war. But what Jesus is saying to us in this fourth week of Lent, look at me. I'm the sign to give you hope. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And Jesus said, I will give you life, life that will last for eternity. There is no death in Jesus. If Jesus comes into our life, he brings us life. And not just life here on earth, but everlasting life. And all he wants us to do is maybe take our focus off ourselves Put our focus on him. What is Jesus doing for me? What has Jesus done for me? What is Jesus doing for me right now? What will Jesus do for me? That gives us hope. Knowing that God is there, even if we're on the verge of death, spiritual death in our life, God is still there to rescue us from the grave, to lift us up again, with his word, with his mercy. He's the sign that we focus on during this Lent. So if you're discouraged in life, if you're discouraged for the, you know, this much in Lent, do not be discouraged. Do not be afraid. Be encouraged. Keep your eyes on the Lord Keep your eyes on Jesus. He is our Savior. He is our Messiah. He is the one that brings us to true and everlasting life. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. 
simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.